Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Indie Artist Music Hustle with Blind Intelligence. I'm your host, Miss Ronnie, where I always seek to give you exquisite cranial repertoire. This week, we have a very special guest. We have the band member, Ethan, out of the band, Arkansas. Say hello to everyone. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, Miss Ronnie. Oh, you're welcome. Um, what I want to do is I'm going to let you start out by telling everyone a little bit about yourself, and then we'll move into some questions. So go ahead. Okay. Um, so, yeah, my name is Ethan Bush. Uh, I've been playing with Arkansas for about, probably going on about 10 years now. Um, I'm from uh, uh, a really small town in central Arkansas called Lamar, Arkansas. We just a couple thousand people and myself and the guitar player, Zach Archuleta, we actually grew up just down the street from each other there. We've known each other since we were really little. Um, and uh, we kind of both graduated high school around the same time and went our separate ways and kind of explored, you know, and uh, and we both wound up living back in Fayetteville around the same time in 2010. And uh, we shared a, a house there for a while. And we always kind of, Played, played guitar a little bit together back then in high school Zach was in a metal band uh, like a hardcore metal band and I was a big uh, a big fanboy for them and even even played bass with them a few times on a couple of shows so we've always kind of been musically connected a little bit uh, and then once we were adults we kind of drifted it you know our musical taste drifted and we both kind of found ourselves uh, just coincidentally being into the same kind of progressive jam string music and uh the band kind of slowly started forming from that we met another friend there and kind of just would get together and play songs that we liked cover songs and then we uh kind of started writing a few and that's when the conversation kind of started about whether we could make it something unique that was our own you know okay. uh, and that's pretty much what i've always done it's been kind of my whole adult life i definitely had my fair share of you know like normal bartending and serving jobs when I was younger, but it's been my, uh, it's been my main shtick the whole time, really. Okay. Well, I was doing some background research on the group, how I even came across the group. Uh, I was watching the news one day at work and I saw y'all performing on KATV, shout out to uh -huh. KATV. And I was like, oh, I like that because um, in your press releases described as new grass music instead of bluegrass music and so when mm -hmm. you when i was letting you uh explain about how y'all came to be i could hear the rock vibe within the bluegrass and, the, and see why yeah. you would call it new grass so yeah. um I, I was reading that um the group has been in conception since 2011. i would like for you to tell me how y'all got your name um the name we that probably that we probably get that question more than anyone we're on the road, <laughs> and it's kind of a hard one to answer because we I remember when we came up with the name was actually before Zach and I graduated high school, way before 2011. We shared a different place back home before we kind of went our separate ways mm -hmm. uh, for like a summer. We we shared a house and uh, we were kind of fantasizing even then about being musicians but we were nowhere we didn't have songs written or anything like that this okay. was years prior but we we were it was just kind of one of those nights where you're sitting around talking and 
uh, goofing around and we started talking about how that would be a cool name for a band. And I think we were even talking about how it would be such so good because it's so gimmicky. And if you were in Fayetteville because of the Arkansas Razorbacks and stuff, we were just kind of joking about how it would be like a, a good business decision to name your band that there, you know, because people from Arkansas love to root for Arkansas things, you know. Mm-hmm. And so then when the time came, we still had that in our heads and it was really the only to me, it kind of felt like a placeholder of a name at the time, you know, like uh, thinking of a, thinking of a name to call yourself as a band is hard. It's an awkward thing. You know, it's kind of a commitment and you're uh, you probably overthink it way more than anybody else does, you know. So we just stuck with that because we already had it in our heads. And then we just very quickly started getting compliments and good reactions to it. And so it kind of it kind of grew on me through the years. I like it much better now than I did in the beginning. And, uh, <laughs> and it does still benefit us in the ways that we thought it would in the beginning. Like for instance, mm-hmm. when we're playing like in Michigan or something, we'll have people will show up to the shows wearing like Arkansas Razorback shirts and they'll kind of look like they might be out of place in that environment. And later they'll tell us that the only reason they came to show is because they saw the poster and the name Arkansas. And they're like, our, our kid goes to, goes to a U of A or we grew up there or something like that. Yeah. So it does kind of, yeah, it draws our people to us sometimes when we're uh, out on the road, which is nice. So tell me exactly what does it mean to you? Um, I think it kind of, it's kind of all rolled into one for me that the meaning of the band in general and the name Arkansas. Um, I feel like as a band, we tend to really draw our inspiration and our drive and our creativity from um, from our home, from Northwest Arkansas, we're all we're all pretty avid outdoorsmen. We like to we like to camp and hike and climb and stuff like that. And so, I think I uh, like the I like the camp. I can forget the hiking. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, some of us are that way too, honestly. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, I think we draw a lot of inspiration from uh, our home and also our friends. We have a huge group of friends. Uh, that are really supportive. And when we first started playing, there was uh, a bar in Fayetteville called the Stolen Glass. And it was a really tiny bar. I never had a great attendance. And they, but they would let us play all the time. And they didn't mm-hmm. care how good or bad it was. And they liked it because all that huge supportive group of friends we had would all come and have a great time and spend money on drinks. Uh, and that definitely <laughs> kind of helped us get a boost in the beginning that a lot of bands don't get. They have to play to an empty room for a long time, you know. And so to me, just... I, I think that's kind of what it means that so, that solidarity that we have from a lot of our fans that are also close friends that have kind of kind of helped us uh, in in a lot of ways through the years. But I think the most important one is inspirationally. You know, we, we got a ton of songs that are written specifically about someone that we see in the crowd regularly, like friends that we know some of their backstory or something that's inspired a song. You know, our, our new album coming out uh, has a song on it called Cold Iron. And it's basically a, a short synopsis of our buddy Andrew Coldiron's uh, life in general. And I probably wouldn't know him at all if it wasn't for Arkansas. So mm. um, in a lot of ways, our fan base is kind of intertwined. And so, yeah, the, I guess the name Arkansas, when I just think of it in my head, that's kind of what I think of. And that's the important part of it for me. Okay. So I was reading that this is your fifth album. Mm-hmm. And you've been in the group basically from the beginning. So what do you think the growth has been from the first album to this fifth album? And then my next question is, 
why did y'all choose to have some of it with lyrics and some of it totally instrumental? Okay. Um, well, the, to answer the first part of your question, uh, the growth is really fun for for me personally to watch, and I'm sure the guys too. We we have had a lineup change over the years. So the, the first two albums, uh, it was always me and Zach, uh, uh, the guy I grew up near. We've always been in the band, but we originally had two different members, and then that switched. Now we're a different group of four guys. Uh, and it's been that way the the majority of the time, you know, but the first album and I think even maybe some of the second one was done without the guys. And I say that to say they were both way better musicians than me and Zach. So them joining the band gave it an instant, uh, more of a professional it it, polish. It, it, yeah, it did. I mean, it, it helped us out in a lot of ways and not, not just their skills on their own instrument, but we just learned a lot from them really fast. You know, it's, so nice working with someone who's better at you at what you do because i mean that you know you just inevitably pick up stuff from them and learn and just even little things like i learned how i'd see how much they practiced in general and i was like oh i don't play my instrument near that much when i'm not on stage you know and then it was just the first time it occurred to me that oh mate that's what that's what i'm supposed to be doing you know so that was a, a big elevation and then uh and then, of course, because we kind of started in such a raw form, uh, we, we just hear, especially especially me and Zach, getting so much better at a fast rate uh, through the first few albums. You know, um, when I try to go back and listen to my mandolin solos on the first album, I, I get red in the face. You know what I mean? I'm not I uh, I'm just miles ahead of where I was before. And that just opens up up opens up a lot more possibilities in the studio you know when we went to the studios on the first albums it was like we were barely hanging on this is the way we play the song it's got to go this way in the studio for us to feel confident in it but now we've got the skill and some some knowledge in the band to kind of tinker with stuff in the studio a little more switch things up and try out different stuff and we have the chops to pull that off we don't we're not we're not tied to a, a version of the song so we spend a lot more time now i mean the just to put it into perspective the first First album we recorded over two days in a studio. Um, that was quick. <laughs> that was quick, yeah. And the last album we've been working on for like a year and a half, I think. Uh, and of course, that's not every day. Obviously, we we go in. You know, every every month or so, we would go in and do a couple days and just bite off small chunks. That way, we could try to work through the material and give it the attention it needed instead of trying to spread ourselves too thin. You know. Um, so yeah and then to answer the, the second part of your question about the instrumentals um and versus the vocal tunes a lot of that is has to do with uh just kind of the nature of of the the bluegrass scene um there's a lot of instrumentals in bluegrass music at, uh going all the way back to the beginning um and at first you know those are kind of daunting but as you, as you grow as a player you start to realize how exciting those songs can be when you're not singing you can just focus on playing real hard you know and tearing up the specific melody and coming at it from all these different angles um and we have some pretty unique ones because uh adams collins he's our banjo player he has a, a jazz percussion degree mm. uh and he was the first time i ever saw him on stage was with his jazz trio uh 
And so he likes to bring a lot of really unique uh, rhythm and melodic ideas to instrumentals. Uh, so a lot of bluegrass instrumentals you hear are going to have the same driving two beat, boom, 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 boom feel, you know. But a lot of ours do not have that. He specifically wants to give it a, a unique rhythm based off whatever kind of whatever music he's listening to at the time, you know, which pretty often is not bluegrass, you know. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, he hears really cool rhythms uh, in other music and then tries to think about how how would a bluegrass band do that? You know, how would you put that together? So then we he kind of figures that out like a puzzle and then we try and sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it's awesome, <laughs> you know. So that's where uh, uh, a lot of the instrumentals on this new album came from. Okay. So tell me the instruments that are played within the band because I know I was looking at the picture and... I am not like a musical person like that. I do have a ukulele. You know, it has uh -huh. four strings. And I only can play one song, which is Mary Had a Little Lamb, which is almost impossible on the ukulele because it doesn't have enough chords on it. So <laughs> tell me the difference between the instruments that that are in the band. Yeah, okay. So uh, we've got uh, your classic six-string acoustic guitar, you know, um, Adams plays a, a five-string banjo, and he plays, you know, he plays with finger picks on his individual fingers, which is called okay. Scruggs style. So he's not really strumming; he's more like doing doing this motion incredibly fast. I'm, I'm, I'm. That's kind of reductive the way I'm saying it, but it's very impressive. He has a bunch of different patterns with it and stuff. Uh, Tom plays a stand-up bass, or some people might call it a double bass. Uh, uh, and I play uh, the mandolin. And a lot of people get a ukulele and a mandolin confused because they're roughly the same size and shape, you know. Uh, but they're very different. They're tuned differently. And a really unique thing about the mandolin is there's eight strings on it, but they're in pairs, and the pairs are are matching pairs. So there's like okay. two of the two of the exact same string string next to each other, and then that three more times. So there's eight strings, but there's only really four courses, you know. Uh, it's a double and, ukulele. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, so, yeah, and in so on, in bluegrass, you know, you kind of there's it's not not never, but it's pretty rare that they're percussionists in a bluegrass band. So, kind of at the core of uh, bluegrass rhythm, you kind of think of the big stand-up bass as like the kick drum in a drum kit. You know, it's the thump. Then the mandolin does this kind of uh, what you call a chop, which is like not really holding out a chord. You're kind of muting it as you're doing it, creating this. So you and the you and the bass are creating a boom chick boom chick boom chick like a drum kit would you know, and then uh, that kind of is what the rhythm is built around you know, and of course there's a million different variations of that, but so yeah the the rhythm part of bluegrass is uh, really really fun and it seems a little redundant at first, but the better you get at it, you start to feel how to how to imitate those grooves that bands with big electric basses and drum kits get you know when you when you start to figure out how to get that same effect out of bluegrass instruments it's really satisfying you know um and then of course from time to time we have friends sit in on uh fiddle is a pretty often uh addition that we'll have you know um if we're ever playing somewhere that just has a house piano on stage adams adams will play a song or two on piano he's he's on some of our old albums he's got piano on there and actually on one song on the new album too um so, but yeah, at the core, it's mainly mandolin, guitar, bass, banjo, which is a pretty common bluegrass arrangement, you know. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, I think that's we're pretty comfortable with the way it is too. I think it'll once you get used to having only four people. Well, we have five people. We have a uh, tour, <laughs> tour manager and sound tech too. But we've got a everyone's got their own row in the van right now. If we ever had anybody else, there'd be some there'd be some elbows rubbing, you know. Okay, so tell me about the new album because I know the release date is April the twenty first. Am I correct? Yep. Okay, tell us about the new album. Um, so I think the, the new album is, uh, I think it's a little bit, it felt ambitious to me at first. They always well, give do us a, though. Give us the title. Give us the title first. Yeah. Okay. The, so the, the title is, is okay to wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, that's a line from, uh, the song, how time flies. Um, it's got 11 songs on it. We, like I said, we recorded it over a year and a half ish. Uh, in a in crisp recording studio in Fayetteville, Arkansas, with our good friend Darren Chris, and uh, uh, yeah, it felt it felt like uh, it felt like a lot of hard work. But now that we're at the end of it, we spent so much time on those songs that we're just so pumped now to have get through that release date and get people uh, where people can learn the lyrics. You know, because we've been playing a few of the songs on stage here and there, but no one has the chance to sing along because there there's nowhere for them to listen online. You know. So that'll change soon. We're excited about that. It's got a, it's got some awesome artwork from our buddy Michael Karina, who uh, lives up in Wisconsin, I think. Uh, and he's done some artwork for us in the past for just posters and stuff. And we were like, hey, man, we really want something unique, but uh, creative. We want it to look like his style is to use like colored pencils and watercolor. It looks really authentic and like something that someone created with their hands and not a program on a computer, you know. And he really came. He really came through with that. Uh, so yeah, it feels to me like our most our most professional and most ambitious release that we've okay. that we've had so far. And it's been a long time coming. I think it's been almost three years since we released a, a full length album. We've had singles, but mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I can't wait for the fans to have it in their hands and get more familiar with all the tunes. You know, where well, where can they get it on pre release at? Um. Uh, eventually on our website, it's not, it's not set up yet. The, uh, we already have, we already have the hard copies that we're, our publicist is using right now to, you know, drum up, uh, uh, publicity for it. And, uh, on, on the 21st, it will absolutely be released, released on every major platform, whether you use Spotify or Apple music or whatever your thing is, Amazon. Uh, and of course at that point you can, um, order, it along with our other albums on, on our website www.arkansasmusic.com we have a full merch store on there and what type of merch have, do you have um we got a lot of uh a lot of stuff we got hats um a lot of times we have beanies i'm not sure if we have them right now but we have sweaters shirts we have all our cds we try to keep at least one of the albums in vinyl at all time too okay. um uh, a lot of stickers yeah we we uh we figured out pretty early on the road that that was a, a big part of the income for a fledgling band, you know, is keeping that merch game strong. So we've always been kind of on top of that. Okay. So I have a question for you. With you classifying the band as new grass and all the older shows that they have now, they're doing remakes of them or turning old shows into movies what show or movie that they haven't remade yet 
if they remade it, that your music would be perfect for? Oh, wow. That is a really good, really <laughs> hard question. <laughs> I, th I thought you were just going to ask me what show I would like to see. I was like, that'll be No, this is blonde intelligence. We got to throw a hard question uh, in there. <laughs> hmm. I think, uh, gosh. I'm going to say, like, Little House on the Prairie. Not exactly that show, but like that kind of vibe. It would have to be a little bit modernized because the music would definitely not fit against that. But like, you know, it's got to be something that has a little bit of outdoorsy to it, a little bit of adventure to it, you know? Um, I'm trying to think of a movie that would compare it to. What's that movie? Hey, what's that movie where the family lives on the on the deserted island and they like build that crazy tree house they lived there for years and years? You know what movie I'm talking about? What's it called? Swiss Family Robinson. Swiss Family Robinson. Maybe that. Okay. My thought was Matlock. <laughs> really? <laughs> Dang, that's a good one. That's not, I didn't go in that direction, but that is a good one. She says Matlock. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's a new twist on it. I could, I could definitely see it there. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can hear, I, there's specific parts now I can already line up in my head that would be perfect too. Yeah, some, especially some of the more unique instrumental parts that are, kind of have a spooky feel to them anyways, mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I like it. Okay, well, I thank you for coming. And I want you to give everybody your social media, uh, social media handle, your website, where they can buy your merchandise set, the name of the album, anything that you want anybody to know about Arkansas. Okay. Um, go to www.arkansasmusic.com for all our merchandise, all our tour dates, um, all the relevant news that you need. Um, follow us on Instagram at Arkansas Music. Uh, search Arkansas on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Um, we've got a TikTok too. We haven't really started using it a lot yet, but we, our manager is making us, so that'll be more active soon. Uh, um, the new album, Okay to Wonder, will be out April 21st on all major streaming platforms, and you can order a hard copy at that same website. And uh, we'll be in uh, uh, St. Louis tonight playing it off Broadway. Uh, so. Yeah, just keep up, follow us on the socials and uh, keep up with the tour dates and we'll hopefully get to see some of you soon. All right, we thank him for coming. Don't forget it's Arkansas. You can go to their website, arkansasmusic.com. You can find a tour dates. They perform it in St. Louis. You also can go on their website and find a list of all the performances on their uh, tour that they're having right now. You can find us on all podcasting platforms, streaming live on social media platforms. And uh, something else I forgot. But anyway, remember to like, share, and subscribe. Bye. Hey, it's me, Miss Ronnie, the host of Indie Artist Music Hustle with Blonde Intelligence. We now have expanded our platform to include RP Entertainment Radio out of Dallas. That's right. In addition to the podcast on Spotify, Our Heart, Apple, Pandora, and live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, and more, now Indie Artist Music Hustle is part of the Freedom Mix every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on rpentradio.com.
The show includes interviews with indie artists and other entertainment professionals, as well as artist reviews. The artist interview or review music will be featured in the Freedom Mix. To schedule an interview or submit for a review, visit www.blondashintelligence.com or email submissions at rpentradio.com. Blonde Intelligence is a registered trademark.